Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. Gosh, we're almost a third of the way through your fantasy footy season, heading into round eight, and we thought... This is arguably one of the most pivotal rounds. And so thankfully for you, we've waited a little bit later. The teams have dropped. And boy, there is some chaos that coaches are trying to navigate. The good news is, friend, don't you worry. We've got some of the panel here to help you out to talk through some of the big issues of the week. On this episode, back after last week, i got Kane. Hello, buddy. How are you? Oh, good, MJ. You picked a great round to do. We don't do post teams often. We usually have no. to, you know, we spoke about Wood, Greg Clark, all that stuff last week, but you've picked a very good week to wait a little bit. Be patient. Keep the listen, mm-hmm. listeners waiting a little bit, but we've got a pretty big show to get through. We've got oh, a lot yes. of information to get through. And it, yeah, you're right. It's shaping is probably one of the biggest rounds of the season so far. Yeah, I want to talk buys, buys structure uh, soon with you. I want to talk about cash cows and the priorities of trading them out. And then, of course, we do need to uh, address some of the big outs that have hit us before we do it also on this episode i've got rids back hello mate how are you hey hey going i'm all getting well after covid mate well you've done you've done well to rebound i'm curious Rids. maybe we'll start here with the outs that have hit people with thursday night um news dropped early that greg clark was out with health and safety protocols so for afl fantasy coaches that's a stinger but for those that jumped early in dream team and super coach that's a little bit of compounded pain after those were rewarded with the ton last week marcus bontempelli uh, is being managed more super coach relevant but still a, a very very impactful out george hewitt has retained uh, a missing of a week who would have thought that that a corky keeps a guy out for two weeks but a hammy and crips keeps you out for one and then there's a bunch of other just little ones that, that kind of hurt coaches along the way. Our depths have been tested and Joe, coaches are struggling. I need Thanks. to correct you. Now, for anyone out there that's listening to this that are carrying on, like, this is why you don't trade someone in it's a dream team or super coach with Glenn Clark. If this was round one, okay, mm. pre-round one, and he was named round one, we all would have picked him. Everyone's picking him. He's picking him, and he's on the ground in every single Without question. Now, let me just throw something at you quickly, and I just want to be really, really snarky and cheeky about this. (laughs) This is going to be a good episode, friends. West Coast play who? Do I really have to do this? Brisbane. Yes. Okay. Brisbane. Who would be, now just looking at the list, and we've seen what happens with West Coast this year, who would be the one captain option for this round just based on that game based on Across the formats, neil would be a popular Hockey captain neil. option so what happens then prior to that game that means you could put the vc on absolutely anyone mm-hmm. and have a free shot and have an absolute loophole in greg clark as the captain well we've got like, some big it, relevant names friday night with the uh, mccray dunkley you got Brayshaw owners through there. What about there's a Mills? couple of names? Mills, Mills is early Gold in the Coast. round. You've got there's a, there's plenty, okay. Plenty now I'm gonna throw options. something else at you. Now, for all the people that Josh Ward plays for Hawthorne. He does. Okay. He's just come off a rest and mm-hmm. he's playing who this week on the Saturday? Oh, you'll love playing guess who he's playing the bombers. Well, wouldn't that be a friendly matchup? And if you were wanted Clark to miss a game, wouldn't this it would be, be this one? week? Yes. So, I, again, I don't want to be cheeky or anything else, but the fact is this is the game that we want him to miss if he's going to miss any. So, yeah. anyways. And, and on top of that, what it does now is it forces people to go trading into downgrading to a, whether it's a McComb, whether it's a Carroll, whether it's a Hamilton, Hamilton whoever it is. Rioli, okay. yeah. To get their upgrade. It's mm. making people change. And we saw a couple of weeks ago what happened in Supercoach, especially when Roses was out late and everyone yep. jumped on Hobbs. 
And I mean, Hobbs, what was it, 10 points or sub 10 last it, week? And, it was not great. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we know that, but at least the people that have got him already and jumped on him don't have to worry haven't about getting got him. that headaches anymore yet. No, that that's right. And they've got the benefit of probably 100 on field as well to go with it, which really helped well, last week in what was a very high Especially with round. Hewitt. Yeah. So a lot of people would have swung Hewitt into the midfield and had Clark as your emergency because Clark also played on the Friday night last week. Correct. But as much as people want to talk, you know, this is why you don't... It's actually not a bad outcome all around, I think, for people that did jump on him. A hundred percent agree. If I, if you're an owner that jumped onto Clark last week, yep, disappointing you don't have him this week, but to the point that Rids is making, I, I think it's right. I, I'm curious, Kane, and, and definitely Rids on, on your take this too. We do have some of these larger impacting names that are hit. The Hewitt out for a secondary week. I know the club have come out and said Thursday night they're deliberately being additionally conservative with him because they want him ready for the Sunday night clash. Uh, up in Sydney next week. Obviously, they've got some confidence internally. They they think they can beat the Crows this week, and understandably so, given the two current directions of the club. But with him out, Bont out, Clark as, as a red dot that's kind of unplanned for people, and with people getting itchy for upgrades with some really relevant names at a really good price, is it wrong to be seeing a guy like Hewitt, and I'll bring Rids in after this, as a guy to move on and then maybe either consider to bring him back or is that just crazy thinking to look at Hewitt as an out for a trade this week? No, it's definitely not crazy, MJ, at all. I think you've got to look what's what's out there. What else can you get? Where do you see him going forward? I think Supercoach is the format where he's, you know, frankly, he's exceeded my expectation. Yeah, by, he's going 117. You know, he's a beast there. Nearly yeah. nearly 20 points. Like, he's averaging more than Petrarca this season. Yeah. So, I don't know what bookie would have had those odds at the start of the season, but uh-huh. no one was buying it. So, that's a format that I'd probably, I'd personally find it a bit more difficult um, to move him on there. But you've got to sure. understand what people are dealing with. Like, people might be dealing with, you know, a Sam Skinner. Some A lot of people were using loopholes in that line, MJ. Mm. You know, Bodie from Gold Coast was someone that a lot of people were using just as like a DPP loophole. So you might have no coverage is my point. You might have absolutely no cover. You might have a within it. Mm. So these people might be saying, I've got to do something, you know, especially if you're behind in the rankings. Yeah. This is the type of player that if you are behind in the rankings, you feel like nothing's going your way. You know, you don't just want to cop a donut or cop a poor rookie score. This guy's ownership is huge. Massive. It is, and it is rightfully huge. Like he has been an incredible pick. And a pick that even people that didn't start with him, they did everything to get him in. Yep. He's at a good price. You can do a lot with him. You know, you can make money in Supercoach and get <laughs> a guy like James Shaw, who's coming into a matchup with the Pies. So my point is, you know, what's the value of a trade? You know, you get yeah. to the end of the season, you don't want to be sitting on your hands thinking, oh, what should have done this back then? Because it's taken two weeks. Like, it could take a third. It, he might not be the player when he comes back. You don't, sure. These are all unknowns. But you're probably going to argue that the known is if I trade him to Jaden Short, I'm going to get a pretty good score this week. Or if I trade him to Patrick Cripps or Luke Parker, or whatever premium you like, you, you're going to have a player of difference because everyone's got. Hewitt. Everyone that's really contending at the moment has Hewitt. So yeah. it's going to be team specific. I think a lot of teams might have other things they want to fix. They might have enough coverage to, you know, deconing into a McCartan. Have two looks at those two players. Pick your score. Because that's the beauty of Hewitt. He, he does yeah. play the very last game. He can serve as a captaincy option. He can serve mm-hmm. as a loophole. So I think you've got a lot of flex. But to just flat rule it out, I think is wrong because the other thing we've got to think of MJ, how many coaches who didn't get Max Gorn scrambling mm. for ways. How do I get this guy? How do I get this guy? Oh, 536K in super coach. Bang. 700K in AF. And you might have an Nathan O'Driscoll already on the pine who wasn't playing. And you yeah. might be saying, well, what I can do with Hewitt 
get him to go on and maybe that takes Hayes up. So you're silly just to close the door on it straight away. Yeah. Look at your own team. Again, you always got to start with these chaos rounds. I always just say, undo your trades, whatever you might've done earlier in the week. 100%. Look at it fresh. What coverage do you have? What loopholes can you take advantage of? Mm. Because sometimes that just makes the decision for you, doesn't it? If, yeah. if McComb comes out tomorrow night and goes 80 plus, you go, well, I'm probably not much point trading here. You know, I'm not getting, I'm not gaining enough, but do all that and explore because people are desperate from certain players. And especially Max Gorn's probably the one just mm-hmm. because he's so far above. This might be your way to get to it. Yeah, that's a really good shout. So, Rids, is that the way? If you know, talking about George Hewitt, is the Max Gorn type absence for people? And again, a lot of people moved into him last week. It was the round to do so with the matchup at his price point, um, his opposition, everything was there. Is moving Hewitt A because you're missing the obvious big guy, or are there some other nuances behind it of why you could? consider a George Hewitt trade? Well, so the number one thing, okay, is George Hewitt didn't start at this price. Correct. He's actually made money. So we would have been selected him in the with the hope that he was going to be a season-long keeper, turn into a premium. And at the moment, he's only just sneaking into the top six or so in Dream Team and AF Mm -hmm. um, on averages. Um, but, like, I mean, when you look at his stats, okay, he has only scored 100-plus three times. Now, they were, they were decent, you know, hmm. 115s, 119s, and so on. <laughs> but the thing is, there's still only a 50% strike rate of 100-plus. Now, he's averaging 100 as it is, okay? Hmm. Now, the, the second thing is his buy round is round 12. That's the first buy round. Now, we would have, um, a lot of teams would have picked him and Sicily um, to have a 50 50 shot and hope one of them does it. At yep. this point in time, we've got two. So there is a world that lives in that we go, you know what? We were happy with 50% strike rate if we chose both of them and we've got 50% if we want to move a Hewitt on. But the key is who are you going to trade out for Hewitt? Now, Max Gorn was the specific question, yeah? Yeah, sure. So, he may very well get you to a Max Gorn across the formats. You might bring in a Kitty Coleman or, you know, and try and take a bit of advantage to get a nice little money earned and then Mm. to pop it on top of whoever it is to get to a Gorn. Because at the end of the day, Gorn is the number one ruck. Um, I think that's pretty obvious at this point in time. At some point in time, through now to the end of the season, you do want Max Gorn. Now, Hewitt's not the number one defender. Now, there's plenty of options. I mean, in the formats, I was looking at Jake Lloyd going, wow, we, if this was any other year, mm. we would be talking up Jake Lloyd as a you know crazy value. Yeah. They've got a lot of value across the backs, and at any point in time, they can actually be a top six defender. Yeah. I mean... There's a lot going on in this space. So Hewitt's not a must-keep by any means, especially if you have that thought process that he he was bought as mid-pricer and he's he's been a win. Like, mm. And even if you go, oh, you know what? I'm going to move him on for a short or a crisp and it costs you anywhere around 100000 that's sure. a massive win, MJ. It's a, it's a huge win. I think sometimes, Kane, we do get into these rounds and we we come into the round with pure upgrade focus in time because we tell ourselves it's our upgrade season now. Cows are fattened up. There's a couple that are on the bubble or, or that a couple of are one or two games in, in AFL fantasy and dream team. We see these premiums that we wanted in our ideal starting squad. They're now attainable. And then an injury comes or sustains and we either keep moving forward and not count all the options or we just get tunnel visioned and don't see the things ahead of us. Yeah, well, that's always the balance with the game, isn't it, MJ? Yeah. We all have a plan of who we want. But the thing that makes it hard and challenging and competitive is how do you get it all done? And how do you get mm. it done scoring the most points? And that's always the crux of the whole game, isn't it? You want points, yeah. that's what decides rank. Yep. But we know that the only way to get points is to get cash, is to turn over these players. And that's something 
you know, that we'll, we'll have to deal with is do you want instant gratification? I think that's what most coaches want. I'm getting an upgrade because I'm getting points this week and I'm going to get them now. Yes. But then we always know and how many times do we reflect and go, oh God, there was a couple of weeks where a double downgrade would have really set me up for you know, the next 10 weeks, especially yeah. when you get to the buyers. And if you start looking at teams and maybe their benches, you can see that there is no downgrades for you coming. Because no. you might have a Skinner. You might have a Hoff. You might have that loophole player that has no chance of playing or isn't playing. Mm. And all of a sudden, you can't do any upgrades. You're starting to have to look at guys like your top-end premiums you know, and, and just culling them down just to get a completed side. Or maybe you have to hold a Brody. You know, maybe you have to hold a Nick Martin when he gets to that point. Totally. So you've always got to look at it long term. You know, if you don't think there's much cash coming, this is the week to get cash in. Get a McComb, get a Carroll, you know, a Hamilton. Now you've got a gift with Clark. So that's sort of staggered things out a little bit. You know, if you wanted all four of them, it's possible, especially in DT or Supercoach with the boost, Mm. that you can grab, you know, McComb and Carroll this week, and then you can grab Hamilton and Clark next week. And you can probably do, if you really want to push the envelope and have maybe your cake and eat it too, you can probably do two downgrades and an upgrade for two yeah. weeks in a row. Burn those six trades, reset your cash gen. Mm. And it's a good time to reset cash gen because as you get towards the buyers, MJ, year on year, we say this, you get to the point now where what's the point of taking a row to a Jack Steele now? Yeah. You know? Rao's got an extra game. You you That's hold right. that trade. You hold that trade and you pick up an extra player in around thir- to play in round 13. Mm. So it's all that sort of stuff. And I think that's what makes it interesting this year, especially in DT and Supercoach. We have the boost. So we're, we're more advanced. Our teams are more advanced at this point of the season. But I'm seeing people who are almost getting the full premium now. Yeah. And the funny thing is that gets really hard to balance in the buys because then what happens is you have to sideways premiums. Correct. Because as we always say, what's the point of sideways-ing Hoff in the buys? Like that does nothing. You'd nothing. rather have the extra premium score and just sideways. So what Bridge said before with Hewitt, mm. you've got a chance now to realign your team. You might not only get a score this week for the premium you bring in, and clearly if it was short, you're matching your buy around, but just say you realize you had an issue, you got a round 12 issue. And you go somewhere else. Maybe you do go Parker with that round 13. Maybe you're light there and you can manage it across your forward line and your midfield. Yep. And you go, I'm not only getting, just say, 50 to 60 points on the cow I had on the bench with Parker, maybe even more. Yeah. I'm also saving a problem in the round 12 buy where I wouldn't have 18 players. So, yep. And then that's if he comes back. And the guy you're probably getting, you think he's a better scorer than him. So think that through. You know, what's, what's that worth? Again, why do a 80k downgrade or 50k downgrade if you don't think that player is really necessary? There's a lot of those type of things that you just go, oh, it has to be a cow down. Mm. There's some options this week that are cheaper than some of our cows that might have better roles than our cows. That's true. And have better buys than our cows. And I'll probably talk about Kadeen Coleman and Darcy Cameron. Mm. In a super coach format, you're making more money from a day cost to a Coleman. <laughs> and some of these guys that are taking, you know, Ward down, Dixon down. Like, it's interesting because if the, mm. if the name of the game is cash because you want to upgrade, well, you could argue, and we'll find out soon enough, that maybe a Coleman and a Cameron make more cash than McComb. I don't know. That's the thing you've got to balance. So it's a really interesting week because there's so many options and yeah. outs always get people a bit razzed up, a bit tense. Oh, plug that one hole. Whereas as we said, sometimes you just eat a donut because you know that long term, what's 50 points? Like we've got heaps of footy to be played. In the buys, you can have massive dramas. Like you can have, you get a week like this, as you said, in the buys when you're already going in with 17, even with trades, Mm. the trades isn't the issue. It's just how are you going to do that and not murder your team for the post buy? Because I think we always think get through the buys and you're home. There's nearly another 10 games of football to go. Like, 100%. That's a long way to go. Yeah, there's a lot in there. I'm curious, Rids, you know, we touched on a few things there with Kane. I just want to pivot to Max Gorn for a moment with you, Rids, and keen to get your take and, and then want to dive into this. 
cash cow dilemma of trading in and out that people have is now if you're a non-Max Gorn owner, I, I know we talked about cashing out a Hewitt to get to him now. It's a less percentage of the competition are against him than with him now, absolutely. But is it just bite the bullet, the matchup this week's a little bit harder, certainly, than it was last week? Because these are people that probably ran a Sam Hayes at R2 to go against him for whatever their variable kind of thought process was. Do you just bite the bullet now and justifiably go there? Or do you have to double down? If you did put a haze on the field last week, do you have to double down on that as much because of the matchups, if nothing else? But I'm confused because if people, okay, decided that they were going to bypass Gorn last week, okay, yeah, for whatever reason, Sam Hayes as their R2 or whatever else, hmm. they thought that logic was sound enough to back it in, yeah? Yes. What has changed this week? Nothing. Once price has gone up. Well, and he monstered everything. Besides yeah. the price, but like, <laughs> there was always a chance. Though. Surely yeah. you go into that matchup last week thinking Hayes and Cairns, maybe not a great, you know, scoring, you know, city match, yeah. um, match whatever you want to call it, because they're playing St Kilda. So, and then you go in last week going Gorn versus Lynch. Like, I mean, that could be anything. There is <laughs> danger there. You know, that would have been alarm bells, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what's changed though. Like, I mean, this week you're actually going into Western Bulldogs. Steph Martin. on a Friday night. So you, get you a can look. actually put him on R2 with the emergency and get a look. And he, they're only playing Steph Martin. So English isn't even back yet. Nothing's nope. changed in that. That's the same logic you had last week. And now, Gorn's got a tougher logic? matchup too. Well, mate, week. that's it. The same logic you used last week would have been Gorn's playing Ryder slash Marshall this week. Mm-hmm. So what has actually changed that made you jump at shadows? Is it just the fact that he scored and you might have dropped two or 3,000 points? Yep, the ranking points or whatever. But the fact 100%. is, okay, the rankings are totally out of whack at the moment. Yeah. I think there's, like, I was having a look at a few teams and I think I'm like 300 points off top 50 or something. Sure. And I'm in thousands, MJ, in Supercoach. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't know about you, but AF, I'm sure everyone's watching the live ranks at times through the course. Oh, and just sometimes changes. you blow out to 20,000, then you're up here to 1,000. It just matters who plays when, you know? Correct. So you just got to trust your team and stop worrying about everyone else. And there's no, and why trade someone in, okay, after the fact? Well, yeah, you're Surely not going to bank that match up. And there's this fear of missing out. Okay, factor that people, and then when something turns into a tangible outcome that you were really, really worried that it might, and and, but you went against the grain and you went, you went a different way. And that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I encourage people to go out and try different things. I don't think it's a bad thing. I I say to people, the outcome is always determined by hindsight. Like if you Mm -hmm. use sound logic, you just back yourself in, back your gut, feel on it, and progress. You're the one who knows your team. Now, my only thing to go back a step is mm. saying what I was saying earlier today to um, the chat was at some stage, you do want Max Gorn in your team. He is Without the clear number one ruck. Okay. So if it's not this week, how are you going to get him in? And mm. when are you going to target? Is it directly after he's fine? You're just going to put a bit of money behind or how are you going to do it? You know? That they're the things you've got to come through and start planning. Because yeah. at the end of the I, day, the number one ruck needs to be in your team because he's got distance to number two at this stage. Correct. Yeah, that's what I would I would say, MJ, is we know just how dominant Gorn is, right? Mm. How often you get to post buys and we get these teams that are out of contention, they switch things up. I would say I'd rather back myself to find that, you know. 360 to 410k super coach defender or forward and just go, this is the Tyron Thomas the last year. You know, yeah, this the is guy that that's guy that just is it, is it to go? Can you find that to go? Because all of a sudden you might just have to go, or maybe you have to say, you know what? I'm not upgrading Nick Martin because I've burned an extra upgrade to get gone. I've sold the farm for him. Mm-hmm. But you know what? 
it's only, you know, Martin's only a few points off. Like, I think personally, I'd rather do that. Just try to try to find someone else. Yeah. So I think that's where people will find the appeal is Gorn is what Gorn is. And he's proven in every sense. No doubt. He plays for a good team. Like th- that's not changing that variable. Now, as we said, you've missed what was an absolute no brainer. Yeah, the unicorn score of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it, yeah, I said the stars aligned, didn't they? Perfect. Poor matchup. No Jackson, Jackson out, all everything that sort of was stuff. there. So again, we know, as we always say, it's from now forward. On it's always now forward. Last week it was now forward. Now it's from that again. You, you mm. don't have Gorn against Hawthorne without Jackson this week. No. So I always think that there's those players that pop and emerge. So if you think, you know what, I'm going all in for Gorn. He's got the round 14 buy, so you're gonna have to wait a bloody long time to get if yeah. you want to wait till post buy. I'm just going to fix that with everything I can do mm-hmm. and I will work out the rest later and I will yep. just find the cheapest one. I will not trade Nick Dacos. He'll just be my DC. Like You've got to work it out for yourself. And the only way to do that is to work out your projections, what you think it's going to work, what's it, what you think it's going to be, what it's going to cost you to get that. What are you sacrificing? Are you sacrificing a Will Brody? Well, hey, if you think, you know, McCombs is going to be able to get close enough to, you know, to Brody, like you got to look at your bench because sometimes yeah. you go, I've got this guy on my bench is doing 55, 60. You know, if you think yeah. that regression is going to come with five back in the team for Brody, like you've got to make that call because you're selling a lot of players at a good price right now. Dacos is good dollars. Brody's mm. great dollars. I don't know how Cornelio is scoring so well in that role, but he is. And fine as well, in way. He's good dollars. So you can, it's your team. So if you need to make that call, I would say just don't rule anything out make the call see what you've got and that's why clark was so great for coaches wasn't it because they said you yeah. know what i don't have to upgrade my ma leave him there let's fix mm-hmm. everything else yeah but again he's back next week not into the world it's one week yeah so so it's the reverse thought process okay and now it this is. is just outside of gordon we tell people don't pay top dollar for someone who's never done it before. Correct. We look for someone who's done it over and over and over again, who has had uh, their bad run, or yes. you look for someone whose role has changed. Now, MJ, pre-season, let's go back to pre-season. What sure. were we saying over and over again about Braden Proust? He's going to make you the most amount of money. He's the mm-hmm. clear number one right. I mean, we, we can go over it all day. Now, why don't we remove Bruce? If I said to you, the number one ruck of a team, okay, was an absolute, probably their best player in the team. He yep. got injured and he's out for the remainder of the year or a large chunk. There's sure. a 300000 guy who or $350,000 guy who's now become the number one ruck. In the second tier, he has been number one one ruck and has put up massive numbers okay mm-hmm. previously he went out last week and tunned up across all the formats last against week a very good matchup game in a very good game like because he was playing against wits like mm-hmm. that's a massive t- Huge why matchup. aren't we looking at this guy have we learned from our lesson previously with the Bruce? Mm. people were asking me all the time you know this is Bruce a trap is Bruce a trap <clears throat> It doesn't matter at that price. No one's a trap. Correct. Can't we apply the same logic to Darcy Cameron? 100%. Now, the other thing that we need to start looking at, okay, he's got the round 14 buy, MJ. Hugely helpful. Hugely helpful through the buy. Now, on top of that, okay, he is also the positions will gain. So he's a forward only now, but I can guarantee you 80% rucking. He's getting ruck across all the formats mm. in what was it, round eleven or whatever mm-hmm. it was? Ahead of round twelve. Ahead of round so, twelve. Yes, you so are, three you more weeks. Have that flexibility in the buys. Yeah, and eight, crazy, nine, yeah? ten, eleven to go. Four weeks. Yeah, so look at Tristan Cherry. He only had the opportunity, and he went flying. Like mm-hmm. Darcy Cameron's actually a lot more pre- um, developed. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's just he he was screaming out at the swamps. Remember a few years ago, and, and for those curious, by the way, across. he plays Richmond, Bulldogs, Fremantle, and then Carlton before he gets his DPP. Just out so, of curiosity, why aren't we going? You know what, Darcy Cameron and I said this to Kane earlier today in a chat. Mm. Um, 
sometimes the obvious is the obvious for a reason. Isn't this the obvious? Like, why aren't we even talking about them as a community? Yet we're talking about a guy who's done this year after year, who's more priced than what he was last week. Yeah, you know? the funny one, Rick, as well, start. is we did Rosie last week. Well, some people Correct. Did I. Some people did Rosie last week. For that exact same thing. Role. Yeah, but what about Rosie, though? He's got the first buy round. Like, I well, just that's... could never understand it, you know? Like... It's just weird, yeah. Like, I mean, how and you're going think? into the Saints and then the dogs, mm. and then you got North and then the cats. Like, yeah. I don't understand what the what was your I get he did well, he looks good. Yeah, it was fine. He said, We've got a guy that's last week people were over Rosie at 398, and it was a, off a big score against West Coast, correct? As Riz just said, this guy is 70k cheaper, he's 26 years old. Mm-hmm. The, the top dog has gone down. But think He's about it, Kane. Up against who else One of the best. Yeah. Who else is 26? Braden Proust. Mm-hmm. Who else has been struggling to get the number one ruck? Who is flying right now? Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's so similar, like, between the Darcy Cameron and Braden Proust, you know, situation. And I feel like we've been talking about the rucks and a value ruck all year. But mm. the thing is, these guys are actually real value, yeah? Yes. They're 26. I think this is the main thing. They're 26, MJ. If they're not going to fly now, when are they going to fly? They're never going to. Correct. So, I mean, I just don't understand why we seem to not talk about the obvious guy, yet we seem to highlight the guy that doesn't fit the buy structure, Hmm. you know, and everything else. And it just doesn't matter. We've said this how many years now? We've been we've been doing this for a little while, MJ. So for a little while. We always say target the guys who are going to make the money, the stepping stones later in your buy rounds. Okay? Correct. So then you can actually move them for a guy who just had their buy. You yes. know, when they come off the buy. You know, that's just the way it is. It's just one oh one. You know mm-hmm. how you trade, and it is a trading game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to go into the rookie statuses at the moment, but you think about it, okay, well, what are the buy rounds? Jack Carroll. You think about Hamilton. Round 12. You think about McComb. You think about round West. 12. We've got round 12, round 13. For all yep, of the all rookies early. coming through. Morris Jr., like round in Richmond. 12. You know, again, like there's no rookies. So use your stepping stones for the later rounds because we've got a Kitty Coleman. We've got a Cameron, and we've got yep. quite a few guys, okay, that are really, really intriguing buys right now who could fly. So I'm curious, yeah, Kane. I could tell you, MJ. Yeah. Horn Francis. Why are about to get to him? Horn? Horn Francis is going out now, okay? And I yep. get it. People are frustrated and everything else. Cashed up. Yeah, all that stuff. I get it. But if he's the worst problem in your team and you need to cash it out and it all depends on, but you're only giving yourself a headache if you start. Let's just say if you missed Crips or you traded out Crips when he missed that week, sure. And you go in from a Horn Francis to a Crips straight away without even knowing the rest of your team, you're going round fourteen to round twelve, okay, yep. with that upgrade. That that stuffs up your buy structure, okay. Every time you do one of these, that that breaks you like. Hmm. If you have a week like this week where there's multiple carnage happening on round 12 and you've traded into round 12, you're really going to get hurt. So you've got to be careful. It's true. So that's the dilemma I think coaches are facing this week too, Kane, isn't it? Outside of the quickly trying to scamper and find a way to get 22 on field they're comfortable with, we do have probably some of our best cows in round 13 and 14 that are fattened out. So you've got a, a Joshua Rochelle as a mid-forward, arguably very close to fattened out. You've got a DeConning and a McCartan who are, there's a, still a little bit there. There's a Greg Clark we're trading into if we haven't already in the next week or two. McComb, probably the best on the bubble cow this week in Dream Team and Supercoach. But then the fat ones are Ward, McDonald from the Hawks, round 14, Dacos, Defender forward round four, defender mid, sorry, round 14, and a Horn Francis round 14. So, where what do coaches do when they go, I'm probably hit the peak value, 
But to Rid's point, I could be, while getting in a premium, stuttering through the buys with the premium I'm bringing in. What do they do? We hope you look at your buys early before the season started, MJ, to be honest, because you can avoid a lot of these things. And we, how many times we have that 50-50 where we're not sure what to do and, and buys is always the great tiebreaker. Mm. So you got to look at your team in short and, and work out where are you at? Are you in a world of hurt? Because the thing that makes buy planning tricky for people, I think, is they want to just worry about the big dogs. Yeah. But the problem is, and we spoke about it last week, MJ, we don't know where the cows are coming from. If they're all around 12, we have to grab them. We have to keep generating cash and turning over. Yeah. And that's why people say, well, go and even spread when you start your side because then you can adapt as you go and fill in and color in as you want. Sure. Rids's point is it is never a bad thing if they have the last buy. Yeah. Because you have all the options in the world. If you're flying and you've you know, nothing to do in round 13, well, you can move them on then because you know you've got great cover that week and you can just get ahead of a problem maybe that might be in round 14. Mm. And that's the thing that gets tricky because you need these cows and you need to make these moves. And to Ridge's point, it's funny that people will consider doing Hoff or Skinner, who's a dead rookie, or Owens, yeah. or these type of Baldwin, guys. Yeah, all these to, guys. They'll consider doing them to Macomb for just say 20K. Yet, as Ridge said, you can take Dacos down to Coleman, mm. 120K, with what I think is scope, keeps your buyer out. You could, you could take a Butters, you could take a Brody, you could take Keneally, whoever you want to Cameron mm. and he probably's going to match him and you inject 110k so look at it work it out see where you sit and is there any point doing a McDonald like McDonald at 200k with DPP like mm. don't you just use that like we rule out a lot of these moves that we just go oh you know, you've got to go up to a premium. You've got to go down. Got to go up. You don't have to go do down. You need to generate cash. Yes. So there's alternative, there's alternative ways to generate cash. That's the point. It's never just. It's never just, to your point, you're right. It's never just the one for one. This guy in, this guy out. This guy in, this guy out. This guy in, this guy out. Yeah, that's, you're right. That's the big thing. That it's never that. I'm someone your nation. Yeah, you got to. So I'll just throw something out there, MJ. Yeah. So if someone's got a Durden or if someone's. Got, you know, F and say, and I know I'm one. Okay. They're both, let's just say, let's say, Ralph Smith going down to, uh, you know, McComb or whatever. Hmm. And then I can go a Durden up to a Coleman or a, you know, Cameron, you know, round that ballpark figure. Sure. Anyway. Okay. That betters your buy structure straight away. You're getting that cash injection at the same point in time. You're turning it over a little bit. Yes, you haven't bettered your team, but guess what? You haven't broken your team in two weeks' time when the buyers, three weeks' time when the buyers hit either. And you're still sitting there. And guess what? Your upgrade might be that Hewitt comes onto your field next week and that frees yeah. you up to go and get someone else. And it gives you options of a Carol or whoever else, you know. But there are many ways to skin a cat in this game, you know. It, there's no one down, one up, that's the way I'm going to do it. Get the rookies off the field. We said this earlier in the season, the 30 green dot flawed thought process that everyone was throwing out there. Because yeah. guess what? Sometimes it's really, really strategic to have a red dot to 100%. do some loophole action, you know? So, and this is why we keep saying, like, there's ways around this that I think that people sort of lose the point. They look at the dollar figure and they expect well that's not a premium because they're not in this dollar figure range but so, yeah. guess what a Darcy Cameron may very well average like a Bruce has and Bruce is five six hundred thousand in AF right now mm -hmm. like without even blinking an eyelid you yeah. know 
And Darcy Cameron at the moment, I think he was around 480 at the moment in AF from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason why his part isn't 600 plus in two or three rounds with that yeah. role that he's got. And the 487 and a break out. even a 40. Um, well, and I mean, have a look at Kitty Coleman as well. I wouldn't say he's absolutely set the world on fire, but the thing is, he's on the bubble in Supercoach and Dream Team this week. Mm. So, and he's playing possibly one of the most favorable matchups you could probably have. I think he's actually got a really nice three weeks, Rids. It's not just West Coast this week. He then has Adelaide and Hawthorne the following two weeks. So it's that's as good as it gets in terms of opposition for the type of role that he has. Yeah, but you have a look at Cameron. You read out those um, Darcy Cameron. Look at the yeah. ruck contests. Uh, what Would did you love say to. it was? So this week they come up against uh, Richmond, so Nankervis and Soldo. Next week, the Western Bulldogs. Tim English probably back by then. Fremantle, Darcy if he's fit. Carlton, DeConning, Hawthorne, and then Melbourne. That's his run before the buys. So Melbourne and Fremantle are the big, potentially scary options there if Darcy, Gorn, Jackson. But beyond that... But if he can give you an injection of 150,000 and an average of, say, 75, 80 over the course of till round 13... Yeah, and you move him on to a guy who's round of twelve, who's had their buy. Isn't that the way that you could be trading your way through this? Yeah, hundred percent it is. Hundred percent it is. So there's a lot of little nuggets of gold there that I think people hopefully picked up on, but I, I just want to press on a couple of points that you both made there, just to really drive that kind of thought process home. So we're looking at these guys that are popped up in price, the Horn Francis that we've used, uh, we'll kind of keep him there as the name. But if I could get him to a Took, if I could get him to an Oliver, if I could get him to anybody, Crips is probably the other people that don't have him but are still maybe lamenting that they've missed him. Yeah, Crips Isn't, is a yuck. Yeah. Crips is yuck, yeah. So round 14 to round 12. I'm not saying Cripps' form is yuck or anything like that. I'm saying you're moving your buy structure, okay, for your team, and you're throwing it off balance by going round 14 to round 12. Now, every team is individual. You may not have have a round 12 mid. Of course. But the thing is, you might have five forwards DPP or five defenders, you know, Hewitt, um, Whitfield, Short, um, short. He might get cogs, mid, you know, Taranto. in a few weeks. Who knows? Yeah. You know, and that actually limits you to swing them into the midfield during that buy round. So you've got to be very, very cautious how you do this, and it's all got to be from a team perspective. You've got to break it down. Um, and I know someone, um, Selby, um, has the buy plan up on he his does. website. Yeah, from Marrera's um, Magic. Yep. And I, I'm sure you don't mind plugging that at all. No, not at all. Like, um, the guy does so much for charity and everything. He's a legend. I think throw some dollars at him and get it off to charity for everyone. But the thing is, they've got a, he's got a buy planner there and you can work through it around to round process, okay, mm. of who's got what buy and everything else. And, but if you actually do that in Excel spreadsheet, you can actually just color coded Kane, myself, you. Mm. We all do it ourselves, okay, with a specific color. So we can actually see how we can manipulate the team. And then we go and plug in whoever we're thinking about trading into on that next week. We actually go in and work it out and see how it matches up. And But we should always be looking at your team. So it's a worst case scenario, yeah? Of course. So your current team has a buy structure of blah, blah, blah. That means if you go and get COVID and you're absolutely laid up in hospital for three weeks, I hope you're not, but you can actually then come out and you can work out that's what your buy structure will look like if round 12 hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you just got to do it. And then what you got to do is, because at the moment, a week-to-week trade proposition, I don't know, but I was saying it earlier, we can't trade plan anymore because <laughs> there's just too much carnage. There's not much information flowing. COVID's yep. thrown a spanner in the works with Fremantle and West Coast. Especially. I mean, yep. and it's going to come back. There's going to be another strain and we are going to get hit somewhere. 
with a Melbourne team or a Sydney team or no a Brisbane. Doubt. Like the thing is, this is just the new wage, you know, the new world we live in. So mm -hmm. we need to just be accommodating and just be really, really flexible and start working it out. But don't say never do not never, you know? It's, yeah, sure. Everything's an opportunity to learn in this game. Yeah. Yeah. But we, because something's happened last time doesn't mean it's going to be the same outcome this time. So 100%. So just use sound logic and work the best thing that you, where you want your team to be at. Don't worry yeah. about what Joe blogs around the corner or whatever else is doing or who, who messages and tells you that you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? It's a game. You play it the way you want to play it. You don't 100%. need to play it under someone else's false laws and rules. Yeah. yeah, some good advice. So, so Kane, then for people that are looking at that, um, what's some nice little bit of advice in terms of should they be trying to make this mythical best 22 that they try to target it in? Is it, as you guys have made a little bit of a point, trying to get the runners, whether they turn into the Taron Thomas or the Dugowies of the back half of last year or the Aaron Halls was, a, was the real win of, of last year, should they be doing that? Or should they be just continuing on that one up, one down when they pop and then they move on? I know one size fits all advice is always very, very dangerous because we cover lots of formats. There's lots of variances. But what would you say to coaches that have all these different bits of advice ringing around their head just to help them put it together for where their team actually sits right now? Yeah, well, again, the aim of the game is to improve your side and get as many points as possible. So you're yeah. always weighing up you know, cash coming in and obviously points on the field. So I think you're in a, we're in a nice spot in terms of we've had some visibility on some cows. Mm. So I, I, I'd set out a scenario. How many for the team I've currently got, how many of Clark, McComb, Carroll, Hamilton do I need? Because if you just think about it, if we just do it simply from a, you know, a super coach perspective to put that hat on, if you've got, Clark, Carroll, and McComb coming in. And what's that's that's three cows, right, MJ? So if you yep. if you've pretty much like most people have, they're pretty much getting to six premiums in the midfield. Yep. Maybe some teams even have seven. And maybe they've got a row, they've got you know, Francis, Francis, they've Stakos, got whatever they've whatever they've got. Driscoll, they might have whatever. their loophole player. Yep. So my point is what gets tricky here. And we did flag this a few weeks ago. If you take a Hobbs, if you take a Roses, mm -hmm. if you take these type of guys, you close yourself off because yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to move Hobbs after he's made you twenty k. No, of course 30K. not. Not that we knew these guys are coming, but it's more saying they do come even when yeah. we don't predict it. So map that out. You know, do you have space for it? Because if one of them is, oh, I'm going to have to move Hoff to. Carol to fit him in like is that the trade you want to be doing like yeah and and, and again sometimes it is mj isn't it because sometimes you go you know yeah. what this guy's dead cow i fix this now in six or seven weeks with carol by the time the buys are over i've got a guy that i can cull for 200k and i'm on my way and that's the yeah. best place for my team but again maybe that sideways sort of move is primo to primo in the buys maybe that gives you an extra premium and that's so I'd map that out. What are the cows you think you want? And where are the ones you've got in your team? Where are they at? Because the problem that people have is Sam DeConing, McCartan, they're probably two or three weeks away from getting to a really nice price. Yep. We have no downgrades at this stage in defense. So we're nope. all waiting. We're all waiting for one to emerge and be, be safe. And that's the other thing you've always got to weigh up. You don't want to trade a Horn Francis. Great job security. Mm -hmm. Josh Ward off arrest, good job security. Clearly, gets has played every game outside of the match yeah. to someone that's going to be an issue because that's where your buy planning gets really messy. If you've got a guy that's a Horn Francis, you're doing your calculations. Yep, I've got 18 in round 12 and I've got 21 in round 13 because I've got Horn Francis. I can move here. Sure. Happy days. If you get unlucky and you pick the next Skinner, the next Machito Owens, and unfortunately they don't play. Well, now all of a sudden you got no cash and you're down a body in the buys. And all of a sudden you were just better off carrying Horn Francis. Maybe he drops 20K. Maybe you just hold that upgrade. So 
that's the real balance is which of these cows do you want and how do you manage them all and which ones do you let go? You might have to let Macomb go. You might have to let Hamilton and Carrick. And you've got to prepare like you like they're going to keep going and be players you want to bring in. Because obviously yeah. if next week they're dropped, well, it makes the decision easy for you, doesn't it? Hundred percent, it does. So, Reeds, let's you know before we look to wrap up the episode. I think that's where coaches find themselves now in this week, debating the Macomb, the Carroll. We all can see that Clark, once he's out of health and safety protocols, we know he's going to be in that side for the foreseeable future, regardless of the other circumstances around. So, I think we can treat him for non-owners as a different beast, but. Using some of those names there, the Cooper Stevens who's come in this week, the Carroll who had a good matchup last week, um, albeit through an absentee with Hewitt, uh, and then a McComb who many would say has probably got his opportunity with Lockie Hunter, probably be the way he's got in. Rids, what's your reading of the tea leaves of those guys of who we could have the most confidence of trading into? Well, it, it doesn't really matter what I think. It matters what people, like what's it fit in your team? How's it look? Yeah. How much money do you need? Like say in AF, um, AFL Fantasy, um, and I know you're in the same situation, MJ. We were mm. going, if we brought in a Macomb this week, then that means our upgrade meant that we weren't, we're just out of reach of the guys in the that we would inter- be interested in that mm. would best fit our teams. So that might mean that we have to look at and explore a Carol, you know, to get to those guys. So it shouldn't matter what I say. What I do want to highlight here is just before you go destroying your team, okay, and <laughs> you'd never destroy your team because the fact is you might just, if you, everyone's different, a Horn Francis, okay. Now, if you're going to upgrade him to an Oliver, you're banking points in the next four or five games anyway. So you should always um, accommodate that with your thought process, but you just got to also fly it around the other side and go, who is going to be the Horn Francis rookie on field through that position? And if it ends up being Hoff, okay, that might be where you go, hmm, is he even going to get a game? But try and forecast and look a little bit further in the draw than just next week as well. Mm. So, for instance, and I'll just go through this quickly, um, a Josh Ward, or will I say Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. plays um, Gold Coast and Collingwood, the two weeks, round 11 and round 12. Um, You've got North Melbourne playing a Gold Coast in round 12. Um, so if you had a ward on ground, mm-hmm. you, you might be getting, I think it was, sorry, a Collingwood and uh, for a ward matchup, and he might mm-hmm. get you a 60 or 70 that week. Horn Francis against Gold Coast in round 12 might actually get you a 70 as well. You might actually have two of your best 18 scorers already in those two rookies yet yeah. then you're not going to have that option if you're continually trading out to get someone else and not actually taking the buys into a you know your thought process so you just got to be a little bit cautious yeah um but everyone should be studying this a little bit more than what they actually are because the downgrade options are going to come into play here because if you're trading a horn francis to a mm. McCoom. Mm-hmm. Round 14 to round 13. And then you go, I'm going to go Ward to Crips, and you're going round 14 to round 12. 12. Suddenly you've changed your whole buy structure of your team. And you're not sitting there going, Well, I've got this 18, 20, 22 setup, or whatever you want to do, sure. you know, whatever they say out there. But the thing is, look at your premiums. That's what I always work it out. And we've done this for a few years. I always look at the premiums that I got on field and I try and maximize the premiums for each of the buy rounds. But the thing is, you should be using your the three rounds, four rounds up to around 12 to actually get your premiums set for 13 and 14 for premiums in. So that way, then you can actually get to your 11, 12, or 13 premiums on ground for the first buy. Because mm. if something goes astray or awry, you can always sideways a premium to a premium if you need to just get sure. some points on the ground, you know? So that's how I would do it. But you don't yep. want to trade 
sideways a premium to a premium that's still got their buy to come. No. Otherwise, no. yeah, that's the one thing I will say, MJ. If you want to be safe on any buy, always be safe on the first one because, as Rid said, if you get in trouble in thirteen and fourteen, you can pull Ooh. that cord and at least you're getting the scores. Whereas if you, yes. if you, if you're short in the first one, well, now you've got real dramas because now you're just pushing a problem to another week. Yeah, so does that what mean- happens is when that week comes, then you you're trading back. Yeah. So you've really correct. used double the trades, like yeah, to correct. try and just get some us on the ground. It's so does it that mean be. we're talking about you know Kane? People are looking. You know, we, I know we've talked on Crips a, a few times this episode. I just want to use him for an illustration piece. People are going. I'm trading into this premium midfielder across lines. I'm looking at guys like Crips, who's still valuing contrast to what he's delivered, or a Petrarca, who's a little more roller coastery this year than probably people would like but he's there at 14 or there's the Tuke Miller who was the grandiose pick of last year he's come back to the pack he's had a couple of decent weeks maybe one really good one last week against the Hawks where does buys versus price versus forecast when does that combination kind of hit? Because I think that's the last piece of the puzzle I want to wrap up on this episode is using, let's use those three names to help people. Crips, Oliver, uh, not Oliver, Crips, Petrarca and Miller. How do we help people navigate those kind of dilemmas in these next couple of minutes? Send us your team. <laughs> in short, but that, but that is what it is. Like, yeah. Ian, they're all good options, clearly. Like that's why they're being talked about as trade-ins and they're in a lot of teams already. But it really is that approach. You know, it's what can you do? Because, you know, there is a lot of teams that that won't have a steal, that, you know, mm. won't have a Crips yet. So they're probably thinking, can I, can I carry, you know, a Crips with that bot? And that's what you've got to wait for all these guys. So, uh, you know, we're not confident enough to say that we have the answer to everything. You've got to look at your team. You've got to work it out and you've got to see where the problems may lie already. What can Mm -hmm. you rectify beforehand? And as I said, lean more in the first one. If you're going to be conservative with any of them, another thing you've got to consider is we always make these buy plans, assuming everyone's fit and healthy. And it just doesn't happen. Like there's always something, you know, it was a Zorko suspension last year. Couldn't yep. have happened at a worse time. He was a great option. It hit in a week where there was carnage mm-hmm. and you were scrambling. You're either sideways trading Zorko, who was the best, you know, Ford at the time. He was on fire yeah. just to get a body. Yeah. And it's a mess. So think about it, work it through. What can you, can't you do um, to fix it? Because you might look and go, you know what? I wanted to trade Will Brody, but. I'm actually better off trading Lockie Whitfield just just because it corrects things. So, again, I can't give an answer on those three because it's so team-dependent. They're all good options. Yeah, of course. They're all got runs on the board. But um, this is a problem that a lot of people push off. Mm -hmm. And now it gets the time where they want to have a look at it. Yep. There's only so much you can do in these rounds. Um, But take it on. You know, create that ownership because it's only going to help you going forward as a coach. We all have to go through it and learn the wrongs and the rights of mm-hmm. buyers. And sometimes what was right last year is wrong this year. So um, it always keeps us guessing. Yeah, so MJ, good. the other thing yep. I want to throw out there, Monday comes, okay, Monday morning or Sunday night finishes the game. We get yep. over, we get lockouts done. We log in and we are all 99% of the whole like formats coaches are in there going i'm going to do this trade and that trade and i'm going to do this and that how often do we actually stick to that at this point in time and we're talking about something that's a month away yeah i just want to highlight one other thing if you focus on the premiums okay it doesn't matter if you've got 16 or 17 playing in that yeah that's good advice because the fact is if you got the premium with a good matchup now I, I know I've been a little bit anti-Crips at the moment, but that's more specific for his buy. Yes. Let's have a look at his um, round 13 and 14 matchup, okay? And this is just where I want to finish on this. Yeah. Essendon and Cut Richmond. Now, they're both, I would see them brilliant, favourable matchups, yeah. okay, in round 12, 13 and round 14. Yeah. So whatever points 
you lose in round 12, you may very well make back up very quickly in the next two games through the buys. But the thing is, if you don't go trading to try and get to 18, if you're going to just trade rookie to rookie and, you know, get a 30 or a 20 or, a you know, a Skinner or a Roses or whoever it is. Sure. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. Just get the premiums into your team for that buy round where you're the we've got the least numbers with the best matchups. So you can maximize the points on the field in those premium spots. And that's where you really got to be, you know, smart about it. You know, Melbourne play Collingwood round 13. Yeah. Yep. So if you've gone out, if you've gone absolutely nuts, you've got Heaney, you've got Parker, you've got 55 Western Bulldogs, you've got whatever (laughs) else. Okay. The thing is, Load up on a couple of Melbourne players because that should be a profitable little exercise. They should score well against Collingwood in that matchup. And if you can maximize those points now, and this is going back to Gorn, MJ, Mm. if you've got Gorn playing against Darcy Cameron, that's a VC loophole. Oh, well, a captain loophole option with your VC because it'll be the last game because it's always on the Monday. Yeah. That's how it works, yeah? So you've got to just think through it a little bit more strategically. How can I do this? How can I do that? But don't burn your season trying to get 18 on field for each and every buy round. Just be a little bit more you might load up on a couple of extra premiums if mm-hmm. you're going to only have 16. So you have 14 out of the 16 as premiums, you know? So there's ways around it. It's just, you've got to really focus and plan for this. You got to put yeah. time um, in. You got to put the time in. That's it. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I, that's, that's all good. it is. And it's only a game, but you know what? Sure. Putting the time is, having a bit of fun yeah of course yeah. like we're not, we're not telling people to stop playing with your kids or stop no, talking no, no, to the wife for an hour each night and go and sit down and do an hour two hours of study but the thing is this is the part of the enjoyment of the game is actually strategizing and planning and and not just that is discussing yeah mm. i don't know there should be many many leagues and many many chats out there that actually throw banter and actually get competitive and talk through and i don't know how many hours we waste a week mj i know you've got a (laughs) tribe of kids and i've got a little one and you know the thing is how many hours do we chat in a messenger you know (laughs) through the week this is part of the fun of the enjoyment of this game and it's an awesome game because it's free where yeah. else could you be? You, you, I would pay money, mate, to have this sort of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can tell you now, MJ, I've gone to the movies, okay, and I get a buzz on the phone because there's a message coming through and it's on a Saturday or I'm straight on the phone on this little side. I'm always having a chat or a, yeah. you know, I don't know whether it's just a thumbs up or something sneaky. You know, because I can't tell you how much your mobile light shines up the whole bloody theater when it's all dark. <laughs> and then you got a cranky missus next to you staring at you like, I'm going to kill you. It's like, yeah, 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 but it's important. <laughs> We're talking about a free game, yeah? But yeah, it's, it's a good. lot of it. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Like, we should be paying every single company that runs these comps a lot of money because I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I get hours and hours, and that's just in a day. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> Let alone a week or a year. Yeah. That's it, a perfect note, isn't true. it, MJ? Yeah, it's very nice. Hey, lads, you've both given, I think, our, our listeners some really nice advice um, at, to really be specific for this. So MJ, I also one just thing I will process say stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, we're processing stuff. Like, we're yeah. never going to sit here and say, you must do this. We're yeah. right. You're wrong. No, like, no, no. That's not. W- w- this news comes through. Like, We've, we'll go back and forth after this and we might do a full 180 on what we think is right. But that's sure. the whole point. You, you talk it through. And that's why I was like, Coach Spanel, it is conversation starters. And sometimes yeah. there's stuff that you guys will say or I'll, I'll read from someone else and I go, okay. And that gets me digging into it and just researching. And as we said, that's the fun bit. Like, yeah, yes, we want to finish high, but of course, we're all just processing it. And, and at the end yep. of the day, we just have to make a call and whatever happens, happens. We're not out there kicking the footy. Nope. Like, we just pick it, 
and as we said, we get so much enjoyment from it. And how many people do we interact with that we may, maybe wouldn't or to the same degree if we didn't have this game? So that's well, the perspective you were sometimes. In yeah, so I was playing in America. Yeah, you were in America running at right. the time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, MJ, Crazy. you were sitting down in Melbourne. If we think about 10 years ago when this sort of, you know, 10, 5, 10, whatever years ago when we started these things up, I mean, there's no way any of us cross paths, you know? No, it's because of these formats and these games that we do cross paths because we've got a common interest. Yep. Yeah, it's just exactly awesome. Right. So, I mean, let's, and this is why I say to people, just don't enjoy let it, it ruin your weekend. Yeah. Just if your guy comes out and scores a 15 or 20, guess what? <laughs> Sitting there on Twitter and tweeting abuse at someone who's scored poorly, oh that's gosh. their livelihood. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. I mean, don't make it, don't kill your enjoyment of the game and your, your um, positivity and yep. destroy your weekend and the time that you want to spend with loved ones. Yeah, exactly. I don't know right. about you, MJ. I don't particularly care if someone pulls a hamstring, gets oh, subbed mate, out in the first you, quarter. I, I'm you, not going to let it stop me playing no. with my kid. Like, no, shake the dust off your feet and move forward. It's simple. Yeah, and who cares? It's free. Yeah. If we yeah. suck this year, guess what? Next year, we're all equal first before round one. Let's go and start again. Yeah, and no, we'll have exactly. hours of entertainment at chat again. Yeah, yeah, we're coming Absolutely. back again. Oh yeah, yeah. without any doubt. Hey, you lads have been spectacular. I retire every year, MJ. <laughs> you are the John Farnham of fantasy football, mate. It's never the last time. So, uh, no, you you lads have been spectacular on this episode and a bunch of others. So we thank you for your work. If you want to go back and check it out, good news is you know how to restart that episode and, and grab some of the nuggets of gold there. There's some content for you to go and check out at coachespanel.tv to hopefully help you with some of those decisions that you make this week. But in honesty, as you head into round eight, Good luck this week. Let, let's hope that it does fall your way. Hopefully you're able to get some semblance of the side and the trades and the plans you like. Like we said, crisis creates opportunities and helps you see things differently. So hopefully this episode's helped you do that as well. If you loved what you've got through us in this season and through the preseason, encourage you to join our Patreon. It's one of the great ways that helps us do what we do from a financial perspective for just a couple of bucks a month. You can get involved. The links for that are at coachespanel.tv. Good luck in round eight. And from all of us at the Coaches Panel, we wish you well and we can't MJ, wait to chat with you One next laid week. out. I'm yes. retiring again this week. Oh, here One we more go. laid out, I'll tell you. <laughs> Nick Dacos, we're looking at you, mate. Don't you dare. <laughs>